Welcome, everyone, to the sixth episode of Tales from Planet Customer Experience. My name is Brian Brunner. And I'm Deliana Pavlova. And we're a couple of customer experience geeks who love sharing stories about customer experience. Uh, we have another guest today. We have a friend of ours, Brian and I uh, have worked with in the past. Uh, we have Jillian with us who share a story. Jillian, would you mind giving us a quick intro and then we'll go into the story? Hi, guys. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, I have been working with both of you, I think, for a few years now. Um, and I've been in the customer experience space for upwards of a decade uh, with a, the host of different customers. I've, I've worked in hospitality, telecom, medical devices. So I've got a very uh, colorful history. And as such, I'm very in tune to my specifically uh, customer service, uh, you know, calling into customer service and how those events go for me. I'm always, you know, I always got my ears up on, on, um, how different companies operate and especially how they treat their customers. So I'm here today to tell you about- So you're a tough customer is what you're saying. Discerning. Discerning, that was a better no. word. Um, <laughs> I like it. I, yeah, I think, I think that's what I'd say. I'm fair, tough, but fair. Makes sense. Sounds mm -hmm. good. So today I've got two stories for you. I'm going to start out with one that was not so great and then finish on a high note, which one with one that really uh, struck me as going above and beyond. Um, both of which have to do with pet supply companies. So I'll start with a few years ago. I, and I am also the queen of online shopping. So even well before the pandemic, I do not do brick and mortar. I'm a huge online shopper, which means I do a lot of online returns. Uh, so or mail returns. Um, so I was taking my dog on a flight for the first time and needed to buy a dog carrier. So I, you know, did a ton of research looking for good options. You know, what, what size can you take? What can you not take? picked out a couple options from Chewy.com and one of them worked, few of them didn't, unfortunately. Um, and it, it, they, I mean, one of them was like fairly expensive. We were pushing $200 worth of, of goods oh, wow. I had to return. So it was not okay. an insignificant amount of money. I was, I was going to make this return no matter what kind of hurdles they were going to put in front of me. Yeah. So, uh, started out with, you know, and opening my package, opening my box, there's no packing slip, which means there's no quick, you know, there's no five-step plan on how to make a return. And that always drives me nuts when a company doesn't do that. And I understand they're kind of, like I said, putting hurdles in front of me so that anywhere along the way, I might trip up and just give up and decide to keep what I really didn't want. Um, so I didn't have a packing slip. I went on the website the only direction on the website was to call a number, a customer service number. There was no stated return policy on, or process, I should say, on the website. That was strike two. I thought was a little odd. Called the number. Um, I will say the customer service reps, that is not what the story is about. They were perfectly lovely. Everyone is as helpful as they could be. But um, in calling to tell them my order number, you know, start the process, it was like there was just no 
tie back. Um, it was like I was telling them all of the information fresh on the call. There was no, here's my order number. Here's all your information. It's like I was filling in their document the whole way from top to bottom. It just, it was, mm. I felt it, it was a lot. Um, it's frustrating. Yes. So the next real head scratcher was when the customer service rep said, okay, I have to email you your FedEx return label. I said, great. Sends me an email and I, on the phone there, opened it or possibly probably was dumb enough to hang up and then realize there was nothing attached in the email. So then no. I had to call back, call back. And the girl says to me, oh, you know what? Are you opening that email on an iPhone? It's really hard to send a PDF to an iPhone. What? And I was thinking to myself, is that, is it? What? So I, I, I had my PC right there. And so I said, well, why don't I just pull up my Gmail on my, on my laptop and take a look? And I'm like, no, still no PDF. So I call back a third time. And they offered to physically mail me the return slip. At which point I thought, there's no way I'm ever getting this. It's just these, these three dog carriers are mine now. I don't know what I'm going to do with them. I'm never taking my dog on a plane again, but I guess I'll donate them. Um, but sure enough, about two weeks later, the return slip showed up. I printed it, you know, or I packaged everything up, mailed it off to FedEx, gave it, oh, I don't know, six weeks, eight weeks. I mean, I really plenty of time that I should have seen that return processed on my bank account and nothing happened. And so I gave him a call and I said, Hey, here's my, you know, order number. I sent back this package six to eight weeks ago. I can see you've had it for five to seven of those weeks. I still don't have my money. What's going on? And she said, Oh, you didn't know you have to call us when you mail the package to let us know to refund you the money that you had mailed the package back <laughs> that we are okay to refund Goodness. you the money it was it was just absurd whatever it, you know, i mean as opposed to you just sending it in to donate it or something like that right? exactly <laughs> or usually they track you know my order number is attached to the tracking number right. you get it in your warehouse and Bob's your uncle. Five days later, I have my money in my account. No. Um, I, you know, I, I just say it was, and I was so frustrated. It took me years to do business with them again. I have since, but I just thought, you know, I, and I understand there probably is a little, you know, you're, you're trying to make, I mean, I think there is, you're putting hurdles in front of people um, to see if maybe they'll keep the product. They won't send it back but this was just like every step of the way from like i just felt like i was being taken for a ride you know oh well and 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 that you know you think about and and when you read like um uh fred reichel's book about nps and that and he talks about nuisance fees and and things like that where they're purposely putting hurdles in front of customers and how you know, there may be a financial benefit to it, but it's when your customer is so frustrated, you know, and, you, and think about a returning things to Amazon these days, right? Where you can walk into a Kohl's, no box, no package, whatever, and literally just hand it to them and mm -hmm. and it's taken care of. There's something to that, right? Like, and, and and you said this was several years ago, so maybe, you know, they've, hopefully they've they've uh, improved since then, but that's, that's such a, I think a short-sighted, way to think from a company's perspective, you know, that, oh, we'll make it harder for them to return it so that maybe they'll keep it. Yeah, but then they're never going to buy from you again, right? 
Definitely not a customer experience or customer centric strategy, right? Mm -hmm. The brand, your example is perfect, right? When you compare that to Amazon and other companies that take obstacles down or remove obstacles. And in this case, yeah, maybe the customer keeps it and you get revenue kind of, we talk about bad profits. So yeah, maybe that's the company strategy. It just happens to be not a customer centric strategy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it was, I just, I felt like I was being taken for a ride, you know, like I was made to feel dumb a little bit like, oh, well, you have to call us when you mail it back. What? I've never heard of that before. Me neither. I'm shocked that that's, that's that somebody conceived of this idea for refunds that the customer has to call and request it. It's, it's just beyond me. I can't believe that happened. I know. I give you permission to give me my money back is how I felt. I was like, hmm, that's a new one. So it was it was probably four to five phone calls from beginning to end, which is just I've also never for a simple a simple return. I mean it was it didn't need yep. to be that hard. So that was tough. And it, it truly well, two years. I would not you know, they're they're like the easiest company to get your meds, everything from, and it just on principle, I was like, I will not, I will not, I will pay more through my vet rather than go, <laughs> go I mean, you know, whatever I can do. But I, I finally had to give in, but yeah, I mean, it really, it turned me off for quite some time. I mean, you laugh and, 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 you know, I probably everybody to some extent, I know I have, you know, sort of taken a principled stand against a restaurant or a store. Or, I mean, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of examples of that where you kind of think, well, I'm maybe I'm overreacting or being crazy here, but that's exactly what companies need to avoid because, okay, maybe they, they didn't miss out on a ton of income from you over those two years, but you probably also shared that with a lot of people. Like we've, you know, we've talked about this on multiple episodes of the power of word of mouth. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And I, I, I don't, I think as part of what I do for my career, I take my recommendations very seriously. I got to be real hot or real cold to say either way. And, and Chewy was, it's honestly the only company I can think of in the last while that I've ever said I would not do business with them. They were the one because not just this there. I think there was like another one where they kind of sent me in a circle, but not this bad, but yeah. So I understand you have a positive experience as well, right? I do. Sticking stick with the dog theme. So I decided a couple months back to treat my dog to a bark box. Do you guys know what bark boxes? I don't. It's I've subscription. heard of it, yeah. Okay. It's a little silly. I mean, it's super silly, but it's, you know, she's all, she's my little baby. So yeah. um, it's a subscription box you get every month that has like two toys and a couple bags of treats in it. Nice. And they do a cute little theme, whatever, each month. So they're running a special to get a month free. So I ordered the box. And um, when you're going, it's a pretty detailed process that you go through as you're saying, you know, the size of your dog, whatever. If they have allergies, a whole bunch of questions. Um, And my dog does have an allergy to pork. So I got the first box and it was sitting on my stoop. And outside the box was a little begging strip, that fake bacon for dogs, which is probably not actually pork, but pork flavored. And even that will set her into a tailspin. Mm. And then the treats in the box for that month were pork flavored treats. 
And I was just like, oh my gosh. I said she had an allergy to pork, like you guys asked me. This is terrible. And not only that, so I, the treats in the box, fine. She would have had no access to that unless they gave them to her. But there was a pork treat outside the box that just, yeah. if she had gone outside, she would have eaten it. And it would have been a whole, you know, super sick, a whole thing. So I broke and, that. And who was this through, did you say? Bark Box. Oh, it is called Bark Box. Okay. I didn't know if it yeah, was that's different. The, I think that's the whole company. Okay. Um, so I wrote them an email immediately and really pretty strongly, strongly. I was, I was hot about the treat that was, that was there <laughs> that she could have eaten and then she would have been sick. So I was probably, probably the most strongly worded email I've ever sent to a customer service department. Um, complaining about both of both of the pork treats that I got and the response came back so quickly and the customer service rep first of all it's it's a little hokey but they do a, a really good job of like you know they opposite of chewy they know all of your information so they reference my dog by name they give you a little blurb in the beginning you know that's kind of hope George is having a great summer whatever um, so that was kind of cute, but super quick response. And she called out that actually when you order, there's a very big warning that I missed that said your first box may not have your um, whatever allergic information that you had provided, that it's not packed, uh... especially for you. So just be aware. Nobody guarantees that we're going to adhere to you know, your food allergies in that first box. So I totally missed that. So my bad on that one. And then she just said something really subtle about like, well, just not sure where the bacon treat outside the box came from, but that's not us. And I realized that it was the FedEx man that just left her a treat oh, on the really? box. He either knew I had a dog or saw that it says bark box all over. Right. It. It's very right. obviously a package that came for a dog. So he was just doing something nice, sending her a treat. And I had just, torn this poor you know i mean you just send the email off into the right. ether that had just like ripped them a new one for having sent me this treat and like oh my god how could how could you and turns out it's just you know so shout out fedex that was really sweet <laughs> that was nice um but she came back and you know was just really did not make me feel terrible for the whole for all of it i mean it was my bad on all of it but then said um you know what i'm gonna just because I'm going to send you a new box next week with two different new kinds of treats. And I had also needed to change the size of the toys she got. They were too small. And four days later, I had two new bags of treats, brand new toys, all for free. It was all complimentary. And what I had complained about was completely my, you know, my mistake. And there it was. And I just thought, oh my gosh, that was so above and beyond. I'm sure, I'm not the only person who missed that little warning about your food allergies, but... Well, and that's so interesting because I mean, leaving aside the 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 obvious, you know, possible error and um, you know, maybe even lawsuits of, of sending, you know, things <laughs> that could make your dogs uh, sick. But okay, so that, but at least they warned you, right? And and mm -hmm. but then, like you said, I'm, what's what impresses me so much is that okay, we're not going to make her feel bad. We're gonna. We're going to just, you know, assume she's doing her best and then, um, and then give her, you know, you know, make her feel important or wanted or whatever. And, and, you know, cause uh, you know, to me, that's so fascinating when, when it's clearly 
our fault as a consumer, right? And yet the company is um, long-term thinking enough to go, okay, I'm not going to, you know, well, this was your fault. You're a dummy or whatever. I'm going to do what I can to, to make sure that you, mm-hmm. um, you know, are made whole or whatever. So that that's that's impressive. That's really cool. Don't make customers feel bad even if they make a mistake, right? Even if they're wrong. So I like how they've went about the whole situation. And I'm just curious, Julian, you said you missed kind of that initial disclaimer, right? The warning. How prominent was that? Did they go out of their way to kind of, or was it hidden and you had to look for it? It wasn't hidden. When I went through, because then I, I, I went back through like the ordering process to see where it came up and it was like on multiple screens. I mean, I really had to work to not see it. Um, it was it was there like two or three times. And even in your, then in your email where you get the like, hey, thanks for subscribing. It In there, it was buried a little further, you know, kind of down in the fine print at the bottom. But as you were checking out, yeah, they, they kind of threw it at me. Interesting. Yeah, that's fascinating, right? And especially in this case that they've put the warning up front so many times and then you acknowledge, hey, I missed it. And they treated you with respect. They said, hey, we recognize everybody makes a mistake. So Mm -hmm. let's build a loyal long-term customer out of this. It's not worth the, (laughs) you know, the argument and telling the customer, hey, you didn't see it. Not our fault. We're doing everything Mm -hmm. right. Yeah, exactly. I think you could so easily have the pat response put together that says, per our disclaimer on page two, three, four, and five of your checkout process. And it wasn't. It was like, I'm so sorry. You know, we, we do tell you that. And she let me know, like, it's there. Oh, sure. Which is exactly what many companies do, right? Like, this would happen so many times. They'll refer you to the paragraph where it's explicitly stated mm-hmm. in their policy that this is how we do business or this is, in this case, what's included in the first box. So it's really impressive how they handled well, the situation. It, and I think it's good that they did point that out, right? I mean, it's it's important to say, hey, by the way, we did, you know, let you know, but that's okay, mm-hmm. right? We're still gonna we're still gonna work with you on this. So. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been a uh, this episode's kind of been one for the dogs, I guess. Sorry, I had to make the joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Jillian, thank you so much. These have been great stories. Any any uh, last thoughts before we uh, close up here that you want to share? Just, um, I've been listening along, guys. I think you're doing a great job, and keep up the good work. I love hearing these stories and um, hearing new perspectives on our, our customer-centric lives that we lead. Not Thanks for you. being a guest, Julian, and always great to hear from you. So great stories, like Brian said. I think this was a fantastic episode. Yeah, agreed. And for, all, for any of our listeners, if you have a story you'd like to share, send us an email at planetcustomerexperience, that's all one word, at gmail.com. And we'd love to either have you come on or if you want us to just share your story uh, from the email, we're happy to do that as well. And um, we wish all of our listeners uh, a great week, and we thank you for listening. And we'll say farewell and greetings from Planet Customer Experience. Mm -hmm.